Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. Morning. Good morning. How goes it today on this fine Thursday morning slash afternoon? It's great. I uh, I've got a gigantic cup of coffee next to me. I had texted you last night. You had said, "Let's go." Uh, Let's let, what time do you want to do this? And I said, let's go early afternoon. I'm going to get up and go wave slide. And um, I went as, as mentioned on last night's dirty slides podcast, dirty slides, wildcard preview playoff show is up now. Um, I mentioned that I went for a wave slide yesterday afternoon. I just woke up this morning, a little shredded from, uh, from a, uh, an evening sesh. So I messaged you this morning. I said, Andy, I'm going to, I'm going to make it another evening sesh tonight. We can move this podcast up to the morning. And you're like, let's go. You gave me the Tom Brady divorce freedom. Let's go. Throws the Microsoft surface down and just, you were pumped up. So here we are. How do you think his pending divorce affects him as a player? Does it help or hurt him? I feel like Tom Brady will be more motivated. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Tom Brady, like, it's so funny because, like, everybody's take is like married to the game, blah, 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 like the whole thing. I just think he now doesn't even have to worry about. I don't think he thought about his wife and children at all before. Now, I don't even think he has to think about thinking about his wife and children. So he's just going to be. Turn and then you know Tom Brady. What a weirdo who like everything is a revenge. Now it's like the revenge, the Giselle revenge game. Yeah. Well, I think it's deeper than just him coming back. Everybody wants to point to that, right? Marriages, relationships, they're complicated. So I think it's not just, hey, he retired, he unretired. I, this is just, again, I know nothing about this. I don't really read the tabloids when it comes to the gossip. It, it's, it's gotta be more than that, but I, I do, I do think it'll help him. I also think there's something to be said that we don't really talk about when you're an athlete, whether it's Tom Brady or even a second or third string quarterback, I don't think it's easy to give up something you've done your whole life. Right. Because I think a lot of people ask themselves, where do I go now? Right. Let's say you played in the league seven or eight years. Let's say you're 30. You've been in football since you're a kid and it's the only profession, you know, I I think it's like, where do you go now? Obviously Tom Brady already has a job sitting for him in the booth at Fox. So the, where do you go? Isn't really pertinent to him, but I just think I think we, but, never... it, but it's like, he's been doing that his whole career too. Yes. So it's like, do you want to, you it's know, routine. it's routine. It's like, it's like now all of a sudden he retires and he's got to spend 
all his days watching film of other teams. Oh, wait, no, that's what he does. Watches films of other teams now. Um, yeah, I mean, but this will be official. It won't be like, you know, hidden camera style. And I just think, you know, there's a little bit of excitement that's lost with that. You know, it's, you're not sneaking around. Like now he's just sitting with like fucking Joe Buck or whoever. And they're actually watching proper game film. Just, I mean, how do you give up like the edge? You know, it's like the the fighter pilot you had to take a dig you had to take a dig you had to take well a listen dig. here's the other thing about tom brady like we uh, can we do we all agree i feel like it's not being talked about enough do we all agree i definitely believe like tom brady definitely cheating on giselle right i don't know i think he's definitely cheating on giselle based i haven't on thought things. about it to be based honest. on two things one he fucking ditched a baby mama while she was pregnant two well hold on to, um, be, to be fair historic I, I, historically known cheater across all kinds of different things i feel like tom, tom brady and cheater go together I'm not, I'm not going there you know you're you're a brady hater i don't care what you want to say you're a brady hater i'm, I'm a brady a, i'm a brady truther and i'm a brady defender i i think i think well first of all the situation with bridget moynihan when she was pregnant I, they were are from everybody who says a lot accounts they were like already breaking up she got pregnant um Whatever. I, I obviously I don't know the full situation. None of us do, but I I don't know if I want to go there because I don't know. I just think that Brady, again, all he knows is football, and it is different when you're commentating versus actually playing. And it's funny. So like, I haven't done stand up in two and a half. What would be the What would be the weirdest story that comes out in the Brady divorce? proceedings what like i mean i don't even think him drinking the blood of children would be like the weirdest story like i, I think, think that's i don't think, think there's gonna be anything weird no uh, you think they'll just have multi-million dollar like yeah everything i read was they're already saying it's gonna be amicable. joint joint yeah amicable joint custody it's they already rumors say they already had a prenup she got, gets to kiss them on the mouth monday to thursday he gets to kiss them on the mouth friday to sunday yeah it's it's gonna be split but what i was gonna say was i haven't done stand-up in two and a half years yeah and this isn't the best when are we comparison. getting the andy ruther return to stand up but see this is what i'm getting at like i don't really like like i, I don't part of me doesn't want to be around like, like I haven't really gone to any shows because I think then it, then it stirs up a lot of emotions, but not, not like, not in a bad way. Like I told you like Lachlan Patterson's coming to Cincinnati next month. I saw on go bananas. I'll go see him. I'll bring people out. Like, that'll be fun. That's also a friend. It's a little different, but I just think, I don't know. That's kind of my personal comparison of like, I don't sit there and watch Netflix comedy specials. I right. listen to podcasts with comics. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like that, that would be my analogy. And I, and I, and I'm not, not anytime soon for the record that I'll do stand up. And who knows? Maybe I'll never do stand up again. Um, well, you, but so here's the thing you said about Brady, you don't think it's about him not, you don't think it's about him playing football. Well, I don't know. Okay. Cause I was like, what, what do you, what's your theory then? If it's not just, he's playing. Oh, I, oh I, I think that's a part of it. I'm sorry. I think that's a part of it. I think she wanted him to stop. She's complained in the past about the head injuries. I mean, look, guys, we, we don't know. I don't know if you saw what Joe Burrow said. 
Joe Burrow's already saying he's Joe Burrow's 25, 26. He's already saying, and this doesn't surprise me. I don't know if you saw his interview. It made some headlines yesterday. He said, there's games I don't remember. There's halves of games I don't remember. But he also said, look, it's a violent sport. He also wasn't putting any blame. I mean, Tua woke up this week and was like, so it's LSU week. And they're like, bro, you're in the NFL now. You've been in the NFL for three seasons. He's like, wait, what? They're like, "You're you're in your apartment in Miami. He's like, Miami, Alabama? They're like, bro, you were drafted by the Dolphins. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And his coach is like, yeah, that's common with back injuries. So listen, it's uh, wild, wild days out there in the CTE land. Well, for sure. And and that's just to my point was just that Brady doesn't have, quote unquote, those massive hits that we thought, but that's not true, by the way. If you put into highlights, because Brady, right, has played so damn long, you could actually hit the quarterback when he started. My point is, we don't know the extent. Some, some would say, some would say the that he is the rule change. Correct. Some would so, say, some would say, they wanted to make a rule that you can't hit Tom Brady, but they just had to make it you can't everybody. hit quarterbacks because it would be weird to make that rule. Sure. So exactly. So my my point is like we don't know what kind of injuries he sustained. And they've always said that's part of it with her. And she made a comment a few years ago. I don't know if you remember talking about. So I think, I think this all plays into it. I will be very curious how they perform this week. I think, I think he'll be fine. I think he's so, he's so structured and disciplined. He's of that mold that a lot of these guys, the the greats are. So I, I, I don't know, but, uh, I've enjoyed the memes. I just want to say to everybody, I've enjoyed the memes. I've enjoyed every all the content. I've enjoyed all the Zach Wilson jokes about him going for Giselle or again Brady being you know playing in the league until he's 90, whatever it is. Uh you're here it, for the memes. I'm here for the memes. I'm here for the comedy. I'm here for the humor. I think that I actually I don't know. I was gonna say I think that he would retire after this year. Who knows, man? Yeah. I think that's where I would say him and LeBron to me have been the most similar as far as that. You're like, when are they going to give it up? But they're still competing at a high level. Yeah. I think those two in my lifetime, there's, those are the only two that I can relate across sports where you're like, okay, why would they though? If they like it. Right. Right. Like in the scheme, I always tell people in the scheme, he's 45, like in the scheme of life, I mean, for, for, for Tom Brady, you know, and football players, you gotta, obviously you don't get to hit Tom Brady. Like you get to hit every other quarterback. You don't get to hit quarterbacks anymore because of Tom Brady, et cetera, et cetera. But like, you're always one bad hit away from something really terrible happening with LeBron, you know, uh, if he strains his groin hard or he tears his ACL or whatever, you're looking at six months, you're better. It's fine. Like, the just the chances of it all ending in some sort of nightmare injury are way less, but um, yeah, for the most part, keep doing it until you don't want to do it anymore. Did you see the quarter or not the quarterback? The the doctor behind the movie concussion, you know, basically the guy at the forefront of CTE said to it if he said to it should just retire. I mean, listen, th- that's that guy. 
no, I think he's going to be, you know, on the extreme end for sure. Yeah, that guy. And, th- and that's like, you know, that's going to always garner some press that he's the guy who's from that. And he's saying this, but the thing about Tua is it's not crazy to have that conversation. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to pl- probably end up playing for a long time, even if it's in his, not in his best interests. But um, the bottom line is like, I saw a lot of different tweets and a lot of different stories about people who get basically concussions back to back in a matter of days. And there, there is, there are horror stories about people dying. There are horror stories about people getting really like, super fucked up, having traumatic brain injury, like, um, like you had in terms of aftermath. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen, but the idea that honestly, the idea that this isn't a bigger story is kind of crazy to me. It's like, we all watched that happen four days apart and, and we're, you know, the rest of the world is the Andy Ruther fucking thing, like on to week five or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I and that's the thing. That's, that's just, I, I think people just don't, they don't care enough. And, and, and like from a personal perspective, as somebody who did have a traumatic brain injury, I was thinking a lot about when I would see the neurologist, you know, cause obviously I had to have multiple visits and like the care that I had to have as far as like, I just remember, and, and I don't know what my stuff would be compared to like a Tua, but I just remember it, how strict the doctor was as far as the guidelines of don't do this. Do not surf. Do not be even careful with whiplash in the ocean. If you're doing like, it was like so strict. And every oh, you didn't, you didn't, was, was the end of that, like, uh, you know, severe rules. Did you just go in one day and you were like, I watched, uh, fucking MacGruber last night and it was funny. He's like, well, then you're good. You're good. Yeah. Oh, exactly. you're surfing now. Have you thought about getting back into demolition derby? You watched MacGruber and you understood it. You're good to go, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's Let's crazy. Take off that head wrap. My, my timeline was about a year for that stuff. It was like, don't do this for a year. Don't ski for a year. Don't. And, and the question always came, okay, what if you wore like a helmet skiing? It's like, don't even, this is too serious. And again, I don't know how to compare my personal thing to Tua, but if my stuff was like a year, what, like, like the, the point is, I know you and I have that like gentleman's bet, the over under three and a half weeks. I still think he'll be back within those three weeks for his own safety. I hope he's not. I hope I'm wrong, but you're right. It is crazy. Like it isn't a story. Nobody's really talking about this No. And even Joe Burrow's story. Did you like that's, that should be more alerting to people. If he's saying, guys, I have pro games. I don't remember second halves. Like I blacked out. And it was like, oh yeah, you know, he's a quarterback. He got hit. He got sacked a lot last year. Yeah. He's yeah. blacking out. He has no memory of them leading a comeback in the AFC championship or whatever it is. Hey, cool. You know, all good. See you Sunday, Joe. Sunday night football against the Ravens. Yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow's like, but listen, I'm just out here playing for the, the Cincinnati Bengals, working hard, trying to get us to our first Super Bowl. And like, no, you played in the Super Bowl last year. He's like, are you kidding? I played in the Super Bowl? That's awesome. Did we win? 
I'm actually more shocked that you don't see guys with more players that are just so completely jacked up. You know what I'm saying? I think that you do. um, And those guys are always hidden away and whatever. But then also, um, you know, I think once you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Like no one gives a fuck about old players. But I'm surprised you don't hear this more from current players. But then again, I think current players smartly are like, hey, um, remember that one time that guy shared an opinion and now he's not allowed in football anymore? Maybe we just we'll save it till after. And I'll just shoot myself in the chest with a shotgun. and Let them study my brain. Peace out, bruh. Yeah. Did you see the I mean, Antonio Brown is fucking whipping his dick out in public like. Antonio Brown's got like, severe CT. Yeah. I mean, it really is like Antonio Brown. They could do a whole thing. And I'm not just using that 100% as a scapegoat. That, see, that's where I struggle. Like how much of this is a brain injury? How much I've of this- said it before on this show and I will say it again. If the OJ murders happen. Sorry. If the OJ murders happened today, they'd say he did it and that he has CT. I think that's 100% true. If the OJ murders happened today, they'd be like, he has CT, he doesn't remember. And it would be a story about the fucking NFL and concussions. And they would be like, should we make up, make up a story about a, like a racist cop? And they're like, no. I mean, all the cops in LAPD are racist. That doesn't matter. That's not a story. Let's just fucking see, say yes, CTE. But see, if that would have happened, so Aaron Hernandez had CTE. And then they would have put a hat on his head that he wore 10 years ago, but he can't wear anymore because his head's swollen. And they'd be like, if the hat don't fit, you must have quit. But let me ask. If he's got that- CTE? He must go free. Let's play a hypothetical game here with this. Let's play your strategy out. He confesses to the murders. They go. It's effects from football. They strike some sort of deal because he is, you know, his brain's impaired. My question, how would that affect the NFL? Would it actually do anything? I still don't think it would. No, I don't think it would. Because Andy Ruther would be like, listen, I mean, the OJ story is crazy. But the games this week, I mean, we got some games. I mean, I love my football. I do. I don't get me wrong. Like, that's the thing. Like, I just admit it. Like, I love my football. And I know it's a violent sport. And I know it fucks people up. And I, I take onus on being part of the culture who is not changing things because I'm watching games. But numbers don't lie, Joe. We know we both know this. Yeah. We our show, Dirty Sports, gets way more downloads during football season. We just do because people want to hear people have football discussions. I mean, football is such a ingrained part of the American culture now. It like that's the most American thing ever, right? Like you used to maybe argue baseball, and we'll hop into a baseball discussion now, but it's not. Like the playoffs start tomorrow. Everyone's focused on two shitty offense, you know, the Colts Broncos tonight. Yeah. 
Like people aren't, like aren't even really not us, not us baseball heads over at the Dirty Slides podcast. Me and baseball, Andy, your bizarro Andy in the Dirty Sports podcast universe. Uh, we dropped a wild card playoff preview, and I won't spoil it because I want you to head over there, you guys, to listen. But Andy Lazarus and I agree on all four of the wild card winners. Really? Yes. And we're fairly confident in all of them. Honestly, the one that's, well, maybe not the one that we're least confident, in, but maybe the one we disagree the most on is he's higher on the Mets than I am. Interesting. Yeah. I'm still on the, I need Jacob DeGrom to be great campaign. Well, well the three game series. To I like start, this. I like this. You like uh, it. I really do. We were, we talked about it to start the year and then I completely forgot about it. And then we did multiple episodes of this show and the dirty slides podcast where I was confused even by how many wildcard teams there are. Um, I still don't like this many teams in the playoffs, but what I do like is that we don't have a one game wildcard series. And I, what else I do like is I like three games in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like it's a regular season series all played at the at the you know the higher seeds home field. I love that. Uh the onus is on you to win on the road. You got to win your division or have the single best, you know, wild card record. Otherwise, you're you've got to play a road series. And I like that. Yeah. No, I, I like the format. One one game wild card games are stupid. Yeah, I like the format, like you said, where it's a regular three game series. Like you'd have in the regular season, I like that. The higher C gets the home games. Be a lot of baseball on the next few days, next few Great. weeks. Four four baseball games: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's it's four playoff baseball series: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's glorious. Yeah. So. The good news for them is that there's no games in the NFL on Friday and Saturday. Right. That's the good news for Major League Baseball. I think when you live in a town where the team is so bad, your interest level is hindered, like the Reds who lost 100 games. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, You don't give a shit. Well, it's it's like, dude, when, when you're just... It's like a battered housewife. I've just been beaten for so many years, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter the owner. I've just been beaten. You know, occasionally you think, okay, he's going to stop beating me. Like, oh, we had a couple good years in a row. We made the playoffs two years in a row. Okay. He's calmed down. He's not coming home drunk. He's not beating me. And then the beating start again. And that's what I am. Just a battered beaten housewife well listen i'm obviously very turnt for baseball uh you know we have uh the mets hopefully not not even playing a sunday night game uh but if they if they have a game three it'll be at four or something on sunday um and i'm rooting for obviously there not to be a game but the sunday night football game is cincinnati baltimore uh two teams that we've had a ton of hot takes on 
Randy Ruther is driving his scooter around fucking North Scottsdale or wherever he lives, um, going door to door saying, you know, Joe Prano, the the what did he call me? The betrayer, the fucking turncoat, the I forget what is the backstabber, the backstabber, uh, the Benedict Arnold. Uh, he's been going around and like, listen, I have I've had Lamar Jackson hot takes. I've had Randy Ruther hot takes. I've had Joe Burrow hot takes. Um, if there's a Mets game that starts at four o'clock on Sunday, I will not watch a single snap of that football game. Well, maybe, maybe during commercials, you, you'll be missing out. Cause I, I expect a, a That's going to be a fun game. Obviously division rival, two young quarterbacks, two former Heisman winners. Like there's, there's a, there, there's a lot of storylines there. Guys in the rookie deals. You're you'll you'll end up watching. Well, here's the or thing. you have a second TV. I probably won't have a second TV. I'm not in I'm not in the second TV business anymore these days. Okay. But uh what would normally happen is I would and here's probably my only thing. This is my only complaint about streaming television. I love streaming television. I actually prefer it to old school television. Me too. There's just one button I miss. The last button. I miss the last button so much. I agree. Just being able to go last channel, flick back and forth. Tick, 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 tick. Just going back. You're you have HBO late night porn on, but you also have Sports Center on, and you're just ready to switch back if your parents come downstairs. You know, just give me the last button. You still make those like softcore porns? I don't know. Remember like Dream On on HBO? Remember like shows that were just like, was this a porn? Yeah. Well, I remember, I mean, HBO had them, but I remember like Showtime. Showtime and Cinemax, Cinemax. for sure. I think, uh, was it Show, Showtime used to be in the Shannon Tweed game hard. Oh, love, yeah. Love Shannon Tweed. What, what was the show on HBO, Real Sex? Yeah. Some of my earliest What jokes. about the Cat House? Remember the Cat House? Yeah, that was the one about the fucking the dude up there in Reno or whatever it is. That's right. No, that's a bunny ranch, the bunny ranch. Yeah, but I think it was called Cat House or something like that. Was it? Yeah, I had these some of my earliest jokes that I wrote. I had uh, they were about taxi cab confessions. Yeah, this is what I, I love taxi cab confessions. No, it was great. And, and this is when I lived in Vegas and, and the jokes still kind of make me giggle. I'm sure I wrote terribly and perform them terribly but the jokes but the premise for my jokes which is true was like yo dude that's back like the idea obviously things are different how they're produced but i was like dude this is wild to me like you get in a random cab just some dude driving and you're like yeah i'm just gonna tell you all my deepest darkest weirdest secrets many of them were sexual yeah like hey yeah uh, can you uh my jokes were like yeah, can you take me uh take me down to caesar's palace by the way, I'm cheating on my wife with two dudes. And you're like, yeah, you guys like, tell me more. We're going to keep driving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, like, I missed a turn. We're going to have to make a <laughs> U-turn. Are you the top or the bottom or the middle of the sandwich? Or like never people would get they'd show like people hooking up. Yeah. People get in the back of the taxi cab and they'd be like having sex and person just driving. Yeah. What's weird is taxi cab confessions was a precursor to what was the ben bailey show 
cash cab. We drive around New York and they yeah. come on cash. They need to combine yeah. those two. Yeah. He's like, hey, do you give her a shocker right now? Here's $50. Yeah. <laughs> like combine cash cab and taxi cab confessions. Hey, if you pull your dick for, out. For, for $50, tell me your deepest, darkest secret. Yeah. Okay. Now for a hundred, uh, finger this woman who's not your wife. <laughs> Oh man, you reminded me of my old jokes. I used to have I used to have a whole bit too on uh, that lifestyles of the rich and famous. And I, <laughs> dude, these jokes are so bad. I would do like my Robin Leach voice. That's hilarious. Remember, he'd always say for me two hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to I used to one of my hack jokes was like I was like doing J Lo and I was like for me two hundred million dollars. You too can have a Tyrannosaurus Rex baby egg made of crystals. And remember, he would just say like, oh, what's what more can you get? Like it was. Uh, Joe, look, you got me going. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll go. I'll go back. Yeah. Tonight. I'll find a local yeah. mic tonight. Hop see on stage. Do, see if you can do a guest spot with Lachlan and then just go up there and do jokes all about shows from the early 90s <laughs> that were that were not even on the air the first time you started doing the jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Here's an here's a premise for you guys. What about combining lifestyles of the rich and famous with taxi cab confessions? <laughs> for a mere two hundred million dollars, you can finger your girlfriend in the back of my yellow cab. Oh man, God. You know, I still have like all my like all my written jokes, notebooks. I kept all that shit. Or stuff I printed out. Like, did you keep that stuff? Well, funny story, and I don't know if I've told it on this show before, but uh, when I I was probably how old was I? I was probably twenty eight. Let's call it twenty seven, twenty eight. Um, at one point, I decided because a lot of my early tapes this is how old I am, guys. A lot of my early tapes were on VHS. Wow. Then I had then I had DVDs. Uh, then I had like tons of notebooks and I used to like print out sets when I would like go on the road. I'd be like, Oh, I'll print the whole set and like, look at it as I'm like doing the thing. Um, I had all of it in a, in a fucking bag in my car one time. And somebody stole it out of the backseat of my car in New York city in hell's kitchen. And the, the like years and years and years of, uh, of tapes, notes, notebooks, all taken. The guy probably looked at it was like, well, this is trash and threw it in the garbage. Can you imagine if that person went back and was just studying all your old stand-up? Like, that's actually pretty hilarious. Yeah. So let me get this straight. You now, in your life, this is kind of fascinating. You've had all your old stand-up tapes, notes, jokes stolen, and you also had all your laundry stolen from the laundry yeah people are garbage in venice beach yeah like those are two random things to steal someone's yeah. comedy and someone's clothes yeah i mean i think the guy just st stole a uh, like stole a bag out of the backseat of a car he saw an old cadillac he figured he could you know it probably doesn't have an alarm broke broke in grabbed my bag ran off with it realized there was nothing in there except a bunch of weed uh took the weed and threw the rest in the trash. Um, 
Yeah. So. You remember when so, I caught that? I caught that woman stealing my sandals in Venice Beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I come back from my run. Right as I come back, the, the timing could not have been more perfect. I see her pick up my sandals and start. I go, hey, what are you doing? They're my sandals. Like $3 Target sandals, too. For a while, I was when I was walking around Venice, I was like, I, you know, I have some pretty uh I had in that in that wash, I had some pretty uh epic t-shirts. I was always waiting to see somebody in like a very specific Joe Prano t-shirt. I'd be like, you motherfucker, you have a thust the process shirt. <laughs> I have a feeling that you, sir, are not a fan of the dirty sports podcast since you don't have shoes on. <laughs> Um, I also felt the same way about my old jokes. I was waiting for somebody to start doing my jokes. Oh my somebody, god! Somebody to arrive on the scene. I'd be like, "Hey, what would be what would which, be a joke?" Which, which makes me think maybe Neil Brennan stole my bag. Shots fired. You think what well, he's got like similar jokes? Uh, there's a there's an old story. I've I've told it on a couple of different podcasts, but he used to hang out in the Boston Comedy Club in the back uh, when he was just the guy who wrote Half Baked. With Dave Chappelle, then suddenly, you know, a, a very similar joke to Joe Prano started popping up in various Neil Brennan-based performances and sketches. Interesting. Yeah. He's he used to live in Venice too. Yeah, this was in New York. But okay. He used to live in New York when when that was happening as well. What if you saw him wearing a Thoughts the Process shirt? I'd be like, you motherfucker, you've stolen everything from me. <laughs> oh, man. I'd be That's... like, anyway, coming to my new special taping. Four mics. There you go. What do you so... mean? It's not the same as yours. It's four mics. So we have uh, we have a baseball call. Okay. And we've gone over this, but I think... I think I think Bryson's calling just to clarify, and and I think we'll we'll go over this again. It's not a team specific call, but it's something that we've harped on in the show. Okay, and we'll just reiterate our stance based on his call. Okay. What's up, boys? Stripper Dirtball Bryson calling to you from Atlanta. Um, I think we talked about this a few years ago on the podcast, but I went to the Braves-Mets game Sunday, and um, I'm tired of seeing it, man. Too many grown-ass men with baseball gloves at these fucking games. So can we explain to the dirtballs and give a rule and analogy on how it's really never okay as a grown-ass man to bring your glove to a game? I guess maybe if you come in for warm-ups and you bring your son that's like seven or younger, maybe? No. Maybe that's, that's somewhat acceptable. I don't think it's ever acceptable as a grown-ass man to bring a baseball glove to a game. And I believe the guy that caught Aaron Judge's home run had a fucking baseball glove on. Um, so that in itself blows my mind. But, yeah, so so can we give an analogy or a breakdown on if it's ever okay to wear a baseball glove to a game? Stay dirty. So grown men with baseball gloves at games. Uh, I mean, I think that you're the absolute only exception is essentially what his last point, which is like, if you're going to sit in the left field bleachers in a game where somebody's about to fucking 
break the all time, whatever record. Yeah. Bring a glove. Fuck it. I mean, the difference between $2 million, like I'll be a cuck for $2 million. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be a, I'll be cucktastic for two million yeah, bucks. Me so. so in that situation, but, and I said this the other day after the 61st home run where she hit up in, in Toronto, you bring better that glove, you better fucking catch it. Yeah. Cause you just lost not the $2 million you were about to make for being a cuck. Now you just got 2 million cuck points cause you wore your foot glove and then fucking dropped it. Yeah. Uh, the other exception and i wouldn't do it but i would say the other exception is if you are like going to the outfield for the home run derby or something like that um and even that i wouldn't do it i'd probably just go i'll catch with my hands or not but this i don't know why your child going your child can wear a glove to the game we set the rule at 12 that was my rule i said it on this show before 12 years old when you move to the big if you're a baseball player when you move to the big diamond you can't wear your glove to baseball games anymore 12 yeah. is the hard cutoff. Yeah. The only exception is if you're special needs as an adult, like if you're, which, you know, which by the way, is sort of a, um, it's sort of a, can I say uh, that anymore? By the way, is special needs been outlawed too? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to play it. We're going to play it like it's politically correct just for the sake of this conversation. But I will say this, uh, it's a catch 22. You can only wear a glove as an adult to a baseball game, if you're special needs, but I would also counter with, if you wear a glove, Oh yeah. You are special needs. I, I see that. That's true. Like, do you have, uh, is there something wrong with your brain development? It's like, no, I just wear a glove. It's like, I think, I think you should double check that. I think you might be. Yeah. The thought of putting a glove in a car on the subway, taking it out of that, walking into the park that is a very juvenile mindset you probably are special needs and also bryson as a guy who thought of this at the braves mets game um showing up in a headdress with a gigantic bass drum also unacceptable also if you're a soror if you're a fraternity guy from old miss you're not allowed to paint your face with cherokee war paint and bring a bow and arrow to the game either. I think you should. I think you should totally do it. Double down on that, Braves fans. Triple down on it. I know you are. Are you still fighting with Braves fans? Well, every day. So that's what I, and I said this again to somebody yesterday. I don't know what percentage of these guys are dirtball Braves fans or what percentage of these guys are just your typical Braves fan who, for some reason, goes on Twitter and types in Braves every day. Um, but every day. Something and then people get in and then they get in and they're like, "Oh, we live in your head." I'm like, I literally just reply to Bra like I don't know who any of you people are. I don't know who any of you are. Is there a part of you that wants the Mets to play the Braves in the NLCS? Yes, for a variety of reasons. Uh, one will be in the NLCS. Two, a bit of potential revenge. Three, and the Braves, you know, have uh, the Braves won our season series seven six. Uh, the Braves swept us in Atlanta, and I don't really love the idea of having to play a seven game series with four games happening in Atlanta. But all that being said, historically, historically, even as a Mets fan, uh, we have way worse 
um, history with the St. Louis Cardinals, which would potentially be the other NLCS opponent. Unless, of course, somehow the Philadelphia Phillies get through St. Louis and then Atlanta, which I don't think will happen. In order of teams I would like to play in the NLCS, it would go Phillies, then Braves, then Cardinals. That's interesting. So Phillies, then Braves, then Cardinals. Yeah, because we've owned the Phillies this year. The Braves, I'd like a little bit. I'd like potential revenge. And I fear going to Atlanta a little bit, but not as much as like St. Louis just had St. Louis just has them. They, I mean, I'm still not over some of the fucking losses we've had to St. Louis over the years. Well, I think a lot of teams can say that, right? Like, they're yeah, that, they're that team. I mean, they do that to the Dodgers all the time for a while. Yeah, it's like, I know that's they're why that, I want nothing to do with them. They're that team that you just I know the Braves face. in their in a weird post COVID season where guys had to miss games and blah blah blah. They won their World Series, but also, but also, they've been in the NL East for like 25 years. They've won the NL East 17 times. Historically, they don't get to the World Series because they're choke artists. So let's do it. Now you might have your Mickey Mouse title last year, but historically you're chokers. I wonder if Major League Baseball really wants a Yankees Dodgers World Series. Uh, I'm sure that's that's high on their list of matchups. Right. Like for the ratings, the two biggest markets. Yeah, the payrolls. I'm like sure it's would, high. It's high on their list. You would think that would be number one on their list, probably. Mets, Yankees, potentially. Yeah, that'd be good too. I, 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 I don't know. You know, I'm tossing out the conspiracy stuff. It's like, what? How much of that do they want to put into play? Because I, I, I do think. When it comes to playoffs, I think these sports leagues definitely try to curate it a certain way if they can. I've been I've been very nice uh, to the Yankees lately. Uh, you know, I'm I'm I said I was rooting for Aaron Judge. I truly am. I truly am an Aaron Judge fan. Like good for Aaron Judge. Nice season. It's not seventy three. That's whatever. But um, you know, I I don't hate this Yankees team as much as I've hated some in the past. But I'll add two things. Uh, one, congratulations to NL and Major League Baseball batting champion Jeff McNeil. He now leads Derek Jeter in career batting titles one to zero. Uh, and second of all, and I mean, we're we really doing that. We're we really going to take a shot at Jeter there. Yeah. He now leads. And, and listen, he has many more years in his career to potentially extend his lead. But just a kind reminder, Derek Jeter won zero batting titles and zero MVPs. And basically everything that he did besides stockpiling 3,000 hits while playing awful shortstop for a team, the only team that would ever allow him to play that long is get 3,000 hits. Um, I'll so, be honest, I, I, I think you're, I think you're reaching on what? I mean, you're just, no, 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 it's, it's a fact that Derek Jeter never won a batting title. No, I know that's a fact, but I'm saying this comparison, Jeter still has a full career. 3,000 hits, yeah. very timely, clutch, good hitting in the playoffs. Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was cool for him to be the guy with, like, the little bloop single when 
before the roid players came up and did the real damage. But you know, listen, it was great. If we if we can make a list, guys, if we can make a list of of guys Pereno wants to take digs at. It, it'd be interesting for me. Like I don't know how I'd rank it. I mean, Roger Clement, Roger Clement is just going out there, literally roid raging, throwing like broken shards of bats at people, holding teams to zero runs. And then Derek Jeter bloop single in the ninth. So they win one nothing. And they're like, he's the fucking hero. No, but like if we had to rank some of the greats all time, like if we had to rank Jordan, Brady, Jeter. I wonder how I'd rank. I mean, honestly, far- you listen. No, as far I, as guys you want to take digs at, it's kind of interesting. To me. I'm a Jordan and a Brady and a Derek Jeter truther, but See, honestly, even even to even to mention Derek Jeter in the class of guys who are arguably the best player to ever play their sports, it's offensive. Yeah, I agree to that for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, back to the Yankees. Uh, my other thing, and you can get. I didn't really even say this on the dirty slides, but I did talk about it. we did make our predictions on who we thought was going to win the wild cards. Uh, I'm going to make my first pre Nostradamus dirty sports podcast baseball playoff prediction. And if you want more hot takes and predictions, you'll have to go over to the dirty slides available on all podcast platforms, except for some of them. Um, the Yankees lose to the Rays in the ALDS. Wow. So the Rays make it through. That's my prediction. The Rays make it through and then beat the Yankees. Here's something wild that I saw. To me, this is a perfect stat to show the current state of baseball and the fandom. The Reds lost 100 games. They have their lowest attendance ever, no surprise, at Great American Ballpark which has been around since 2003. All these awful numbers. Yet, and again, this is this is actually paid attendance, so I want to clarify, not butts and seats. Yet, with all that said, Joe Prano, the Reds' paid attendance was still higher than Cleveland, who won 90 games. Yeah. And their division. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, to me, Little that, battle of Ohio here. But like that stat alone, you win 90 games, you win your division, you're a good team, and you have less attendance than the team down the road who loses 100 games. Like, that is baseball right there. If the Cavs are good, they're putting butts in seats. The Browns are good or bad, they're putting butts in seats. Well, to be fair, the Cleveland Guardians fans had to, like, go to, you know, the fucking state capital with signs talking about how getting hand jobs from masseuses is not illegal and how, you know, if the fucking massage oil don't fit, you must have quit or whatever. So yeah, they're they busy. busy. Football is still king in Ohio. You, you, you know, it is, but you know, what's funny. I was just thinking if you did a Venn diagram of the Cleveland fan who was upset that they changed the name, but conversely defended Deshaun Watson. Like that's, that's a fascinating Venn diagram for me. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's a circle. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like we'll defend, like adamantly defend a rapist, but show just as much energy getting mad 
about a team named after a group of people that were never from India. Right. The people, there have been polls, Andy. It wasn't offensive to white people that took a poll. I love polls for the record. Like I love, like are we like it's too it's twenty. Can we talk about this? It's twenty twenty two. We're still doing polls. Yeah. Like when are we gonna learn? Like these, the, you can't take a thousand people and say this is we're gonna quantify this. Well, I was arguing about the Braves, and and somebody said there was a poll, and only twenty percent of people are offended by the Braves chant, and I said that's fine, but but you're also just basically saying you don't give a fuck about those 20% of native Americans. And the person said it wasn't a poll of native Americans. It was a poll poll of all people. And I was like, Oh, I don't think you think you're making the point that you think you are <laughs> like, so a, probably a higher percentage of native Americans would be offended by it. Oh, random white people in Atlanta who uh, like on their way into the stadium dre- dressed as fucking chief fucking, you know, Ozuna or whatever they fucking call themselves. Chief Ozuna, who uh, who sleeps with uh, beats his wife. Um, you know, they're not offended. We know we get it. There's a uh, there's a great picture of me in a full headdress at a. Pilgrims and Indians party like yeah. t- 2010. So you guys can go ahead and cancel me for that. Yeah. I believe it's or still- or you could just be like, I was at a Braves game. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know you'll be watching those games and I'm sure you'll have some cold Miller lights ready while you uh, watch. You know it because this weekend you get baseball and football. And so it's going to be a Miller Lite bonanza. My cold, my cold Miller Lights are going to calm my nerves throughout. Uh, you know, a, a what what will only for sure be an exciting weekend of sports. I mean, even if we don't have a Mets game Sunday, I've got Friday, Saturday playoff baseball. I will probably be having my earliest Miller Light of the year on Sunday. Giants, Packers from London. That's a 6:25 a.m. Miller Lite cracking. I, you know, you know what sounds good for you. This is what I would do. A little, little Miller Lite with some eggs. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you get some little steak. You, you know, do some little little hash browns or some sort of potatoes. Yeah, or maybe just lean into the game being in London. And I get some like blood sausage and just. Beans straight out of a can. Ooh, I I, I would pass on that. Just just fresh tomatoes covered in some sort of oil and put on a plate all separately, like some sort of weird prison meal. (laughs) Yeah. Stay away. Stay away from that English food. But what we should do is we, you know, hopefully. Well, I would assume you're like, you should get up. You should get up in the morning, make yourself some steak and eggs, maybe some hash brown. The Brits like, okay. Go beans and tomatoes. <laughs> you you like toast? Well, you like I'm, beans on your toast. I'm sure all the Packers fans, obviously, they live in Miller Lite country. Let's light. Yeah. I'm sure they're bringing the Miller Lite with them to the UK because Miller Lite 
means good friends, great beer, and football all Sunday long. Guys, since 1975, Miller Lite has been a mainstay in the stadium at the tailgate and in your fridge. Don't we know it? Football season brings back the big hits, so bring the biggest hit of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer is sold or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Good time of year, man. We we talked about it last episode or recently. The fall, man. Underrated. I might even take it one step further. I might even say the fall is better than the summer in places like Ohio, where it's too humid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean into that a little. Yeah, I, I, I think fall is the dominant season. Yeah. So Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in practice this week. Did you see this? this? I did not see it. We, we. Andy Laz and I talked about talking about it last night on slides. We didn't end up talking about it because I had not seen this. What's give me the story. Cause I don't know anything about it. All right. So I'm reading the, the story was leaked by uh, Shams on the athletic. There was a physical altercation at the Warriors practice Wednesday morning. The team is taking seriously and considering disciplinary action for Draymond green. When a heated interaction with guard, Jordan pull escalated green forcefully struck pull and need to be separated swiftly per sources. Green and Poole came chest to chest with both players pushing and shoving each other prior to Green's escalation on the physical altercation. Poole and Green have been known to regularly get into verbal arguments, but the line was crossed here. The Warriors stopped practice. So internal discipline is imminent. I don't mind this, you know, this two guys. <laughs> yeah, we talk. We can. Uh, you want to hear the whole story? Listen to Draymond Green podcast live on Spotify. Why can't Draymond Green close his mouth? He looks like that one character in Star Wars. I'm going deep in Star Wars. Like this is like I think a bounty. Am I thinking of a bounty hunter? Or am I thinking of one of the guys in the bar and the first one, A New Hope? I'm going to find a side-by-side. You probably have no clue I'm talking about. No clue. Guy's got like the weird-looking mouth. That's how Draymond Green looks. Look, fighting is going to happen within teammates. Like, to me, that just means they, they, they're they competitive. I, I don't buy that. I mean, Jordan punched Steve Kerr. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's always justified, but like... Usually you're fighting with your teammates means that you care. We see it all the time in NFL training camp. Man, Andy Ruther, fucking domestic abuse victim. I hate you because I love you, baby. <laughs> you make me do this to you. Why you got to make me do this? Uh, I'm just saying they want a title. Like, dude, if this was a dumpster fire organization, I, I'd, I'd care. It might be different. They won a title last year. Yeah. Like, but also, it's just. Like they'll it's make just, it work. It's just low intellect. But the bottom line is Draymond Green's a fucking idiot. Like if you think this is the best, you know, I've been in a lot of fights and I've been in a lot of fights on basketball courts specifically because they're but like this is your teammate, dude. 
Yeah, this, do, you, you, do you think sometimes you, really, you, you know this can bring them closer together ultimately? I don't know. Right. Like you ever get in a fight with somebody? I'm not talking like a physical fight, like where then from that from I mean, from, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just getting old and you know, fucking woke or whatever, but it's like we still have a fist fight. You guys are millionaires. No, for what sure. What are you look, fighting about? Look, I, I wouldn't look, this is like last resort. I'm just saying, like, I don't think from my perspective it's that big of a deal when they obviously worked fine together last year. We're gonna have my podcast talk about it. We're gonna settle it on the podcast. Or maybe that was it, Joe. It was staged. It was staged to get yeah. downloads and He's going to join his podcast next week. Yeah. I don't know. Did you watch the Manning cast? Did you watch Steph Curry in the Manning cast? I did not watch Steph Curry on the Manning cast. I watched parts of the Manning cast, but I did, I missed Steph. They had him on a while. It was good. Yeah. It was, just, it was just interesting talking about him growing up around the NBA and, and the advantage he had him and his brother and the comparison of Eli and Peyton. Eli and Peyton are my favorite. I mean, it's the best you know, thing ever. Growing up around their dad, obviously, in the NFL. Yeah. Dude, dude, they really are. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't, at this point, here's where that show is with me. I have to view it, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, I can't just, it's not like, like football in the past would be a background noise for me. This is like, I want to hear what they're saying. I want to hear what their guests are saying. I will rewind it if I miss something. Yeah. It's, it's one of those for me. I mean, they were so funny. They're so on the spot with that streaker. I shouldn't even say streaker. Whoever ran on the field and Eli making the joke. Well, dude, if you're going to do it, at least be nude. And just, right. <laughs> just the disgust on Peyton's face and just how they did it. And just everything about that show. And obviously they're doing that now with, with Pat McAfee for college football. It's like yeah. th this brand and this idea is so smart. It's so great. And they're the best. And Pat's great too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great because it's proof or it's like something that we've all been begging for for so long. It's like, stop putting the worst, boringest cheddar dicks on. Who gives a shit about the fucking you know, play by play call. We just want interesting, entertaining people. Have you seen, and it was posted on our Reddit. Have you seen this Chris Collinsworth old YouTube video? No, bro. It is wild. And the visual, you're going to have to see the visual. I'll play the audio. Dude, the fact that this is out there, and I'm not trying to be like a cancel guy, but like this is wild. This is a promo during a 1984 Monday Night Football game. Okay. So this is like a halftime. I wouldn't even call it a promo. This is like a piece of the show where they're talking about. Dude, you got to watch this. I'll send it to you, but I'm going to play the audio. The audio will be. Let's go. This is 1984. Collinsworth is playing for the Bengals. And they're talking about, which is a weird piece to do. It's weird that during the interview, he says he can see Walt Ruther's house from <laughs> the roof. Well, 
the the premise is talking about NFL guys and dating. I mean, yeah. it's just like the most. I feel like I've seen this, but okay, play Dude, it again. This is wild. I feel like we've I feel like we've talked about this on the show. This is wild. Some of the most eligible NFL players to find out if they really are swinging singles or just how much of that is really a myth. I think being a bachelor and and uh, playing football have a lot of similarities between them. You go out and there's not anything in the world any more competitive than going out and trying to find the girl. So now they cut again. I'll, I'll post this video. That's Collinsworth. They cut to like a cameo of him like dancing with girls. Dude, the last like 20 seconds are wild. Chris Collinsworth is a wide receiver with all the right moves on and off the field. Like the crafty player he is, you never know when to take him seriously. So Chris, why do you think those girls really like you? I think probably because of the money, you know, and I'm not gonna deny it. I walk around with $100 bills hanging out of my pockets usually and that. Uh, Try and give it my best shot because before I ever made any money, it was pretty much uh, big nothings bill. Hold on a second. So Collinsworth says he's walking around with hundred dollar bills in his pocket because before that it was big nothing. That's the most Collinsworth line ever. Big yeah. nothingsville. Yeah. He's like, I uh, I actually zip the hundred dollars up in my fly, <laughs> and and then I do the monkey sh- the monkey dance. I do a little. Oh, I do the, the little Chris shimmy, if you know what I mean. Wait until you hear how this thing ends. And again, to reiterate, this aired during Monday Night Football. I like girls that aren't too bright because you can trick them a little bit. Okay. I like girls who aren't too bright because you can trick them a little bit. And then it gets worse. Punk rockers all love me. That's, those are my big girls. And- uh, high school girls love me. You're 14 to 18, I'm a big star with them. As soon as they, you know, as soon as they mature, after about 18 years old, they start figuring out that, wait a minute, I know there's better than that out there, you know? 14 to 18? Yeah. Bro. He's like, I, I, I like stupid girls and young girls because they're not smart enough to realize that there's no H in my name and I was born with both male and lady parts. <laughs> Chris, no. Why are you saying this on Monday Night Football? Dude, they aired this. And again, I, this isn't me being like, "Oh, he should be canceled." Like, I'm not even. Can saying, I? Like, can I be the one that's like, "Can we can't?" Like, honestly, just cancel Chris Collinsworth because I'm annoyed. He's annoying. But like, what's crazy to me is like he's talking about 14 to 18 year old girls. Yeah, he's 20. I looked him up. He's 25. When this was recorded. Yeah. I think he has addressed it. I think you're right. I think, I think we've talked about this on this show. Have we? Yeah. Also, I just love, by the way, that he's playing in Cincinnati. When this happens, this is 1984. He's playing in Cincinnati. He talks about being into 14 year old girls and the idea of Pete Rose just running across to the football locker room, (laughs) sprinting sprinting through the fucking tunnels of Riverfront Stadium to fucking Chris we're going drinking get in the car oh shit and then they're on fucking Pete Rose his fucking weird head driving fucking Chris Collinsworth out to the bar he's like I got thousand dollars says you can't pick up a 13 year old tonight he's like you and the gambling Pete 
Oh my God. Double or nothing. You can't pick up two 13 year olds. Pete Rose with one of the wildest defenses of all time. I thought she was 16. Yeah. Like what? Chris Collinsworth is like, my window's closing 16. <laughs> Soon she'll be able to look up in an encyclopedia. What a hermaphrodite is. He said, I like girls that aren't too bright. Dude, again, I just want to know. Pete Rose in his fucking sliding shorts and fucking <laughs> flip-flops sprinting through the fucking <laughs> hallways of Riverfront like he's Tom Cruise in Vanilla Sky. I'm coming, Chris! <laughs> Why didn't you say so, buddy? Get in the car. Why do you have child seats in the back? He's like, you'll see. That's going to be R. Kelly's defense when they just yeah. keep slapping more charges. Like, dude, I saw this video in 1984. I thought it was totally legit. He was a star wide receiver. He played for the Bengals. I thought this was totally acceptable. We're good, right? I must have watched that five times the other day. I couldn't stop laughing. I sent it to my brother, and he's like, he goes, where'd you find this? And I said, well, somebody posted it on Reddit because somebody made a TikTok. And I go, I've seen it before. And he's just like... He couldn't wrap his head around. He's like, this is he's like, this is real. Let's, just, is, he's let, like, let's just be happy Walt was gone before this came out. Would have would have ruined it. <laughs> would have been so upset. <laughs> My dad's like, if you look closely, you can see a 14-year-old girl on Chris Collinsworth's property. <laughs> Sir, Mr. Ruther, are you looking at 14-year-olds through your telescope? He's like, Yeah, but. They're on Chris Collinsworth property. Technically, I'm looking at Chris Collinsworth's house. They just happen to be there. Are Chris Collinsworth and Pete Rose hosting some sort of sweet 16 party for somebody? <laughs> oh, no, that's an orgy. Dad's like, if you look close enough, you can see the quinceanera party going on at the yeah. Collinsworth house. Fun fact about why Chris Collinsworth lives just on the Kentucky side of the border. <laughs> Did he tell you every time you visited that you could see Chris Collinsworth's house? Yes. Yeah. Every time. And well, he, what he would do is every time you and I were going somewhere, he would remind you to show me like when we're crossing the bridge. Yes. Where Chris Collinsworth's house is. He's like, don't forget. When you're going over there. You can see Chris Collinsworth's house right there. Show Joe. My dad must have told me that story a million times post bowling. How a bunch of the Bengals showed up to the unofficial chili sponsor of the Bengals, the other one, Skyline. I mean, he's told, he must have told him that story 20 times. He's like, the Bengals showed up. Collinsworth was one of them. You know, we had, had already had a few beers, and they had a few beers. It was late night, and we were like, we should play you guys in bowling. And I'm like, what my dad failed to mention was they that actually happened, and Collinsworth's plus one was a girl in a local high school. Yeah. A little awkward. Chris Collinsworth walked in. He's like, I'll have a 14 way. And they're like, what's a 14 way? He's like, it's a two way uh, poured onto a 12 year old. Oh, man. I just like dumb girls. Yeah. I'm just a boy from Florida. I just like dumb girls. Imagine the pairing now. He's with Tariko. Yeah. Who tried to like finger bang a girl through his car window, according to that yeah. ESPN book? Yeah. What are those pre production meetings like? That's why Chris is like, listen, Mike, 
This is why we don't go for girls are old enough to drive. They can't put a window up on their bike. <laughs> Try speeding away on your on your fucking 10 speed. Well, we've officially kissed goodbye any potential for pro football focus ads in the future. But hey, sure. They haven't they haven't done ads with us for a while anyway. Remember, we did a few ads for them. I don't remember. Yeah, that's his company, right? Yeah. Yeah. They actually paid decent, too. But hey, uh, you know what? See, guys. Buy forever. Have, yeah. Don't call us a sellout. Like, we'll give up the money for some hilarious Chris Collinsworth jokes. A girl's, too that, young, a girl's too young for me unless she can legally drink a Miller Lite with me. Yeah, exactly. Miller Lite, the official sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. It's funny. It's funny you did it that way. What I was going to say was we should jump into this week's picks. Speaking of sponsors, I'm sure they'd love this segue too. Presented by our friends at Prize Picks. I love Prize Picks. How are you doing on there? I'm not doing well. Last week I went 0 for 3. Yeah. I've had a couple, I've had a couple wins, but I like to go with the, the, the cool thing about prize picks. I you know, you can do two, three, four. I like to go big. I like to go with the big. You know the big three way four. It's like it's like going to order at uh, one of the chili spots. Yeah, three. But last week I took an over because uh, uh, yeah, last week was tough. Yeah, I did an over on the quarterback. <laughs> Bless you. So, so dirt balls. But you know what I have been doing? This yeah. this, this is my uh, this is my um, hack so far. The way the the way I've been making up for my quarterback misplays is I've just been going. More than on Saquon every week. Oh, prize picks is not caught up with the fact that Saquon is going to go off chase basically every week. Yeah. No, that's good. We can, we can, we, we can hop ahead right now. Once again, on prize picks, guys, if you haven't signed up, all first time users that deposit and use code dirty will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you guys love playing your daily fantasy, this is the spot to sign up. And you're just competing against the projections. So like right now, we can look at the projections. 67, I'm sorry, 76 and a half rushing yards for Saquon against the yeah. bad rushing defense. 67 and a half? I'm sorry, 76 and a half. Doesn't matter. More than. And what's great is, it's and I love, your, by the way, check the Saquon rushing and receiving. That's the one that you you love to. I love to more than. Hundred and eight. Yeah, let's go for Saquon rushing and receiving. You also can do base. You can do all the sports, Joe. So you could you can make plays on all these. Like you know, we're looking. Your boy Max Scherzer, more or less than six strikeouts. Oh, let's go. Yeah, so 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 prize picks has. I haven't all. messed. I haven't messed around with cross sports. Can I do Scherzer and Saquon? Can I do a New York Bonanza? I, feel I like think I can. I think you can. So download Prize Picks today, Dirt Balls, and play daily fantasy sports with us. Make sure you use promo code Dirty when you sign up. You want to hop into uh, the games? Yes, I picked up two on you last week. Yeah, so you're up three total, right? Up three, 
through four weeks. So it's tightly contested. Tonight, like I said, you got the two new quarterbacks. You can. I just looked it up. I'm going more than Max Scherzer, more than Saquon. Let's go. Yeah, great. So Thursday Night Football, Battle of Horses. You got the Colts and the Broncos in Denver. Denver's just a three-point favorite. What do you think here? Well, Colts have been bad, man. Uh, Colts have been bad, but it's Thursday night. Thursday nights get wild. I'm going to ride with my boy, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan over Russell Wilson. It's basically what comes down to him for me. Let's ride. Yeah, I can't let you do that. Matt, Matt Ryan, let's ride. I'm going to have to, you know, I don't like three. I think this game is more of a push, to be honest. I think it's going to be a push. But for the sake of the show and the sake of my Russell. Oh! What? So you 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 think this is closer than a three point game, but you're gonna you're gonna let's ride anyway. Correct. I think it's right around a three point game or a push, you know, a push or, or, or less than three. But for the sake of Russell Wilson, for the sake of entertainment purposes, and you're gonna sake, do something. You're gonna do something dangerous. Yeah. I'm not gonna eat Subway. I'm not gonna go that dangerous. It's pretty dangerous. That's too dangerous. Yeah. It's a dangerous you ever done things dangerous i can't tell you about that the weirdest thing ever i wonder who russell's acting coach is or if he has one i'm gonna send you something right now it's you you'll i i feel like no well fuck it i'll send it to you after because it won't it, it won't translate on the show because the audio is the, st- the same but okay there's a good i saw a great uh dangerous subway commercial tiktok nice well i'm gonna ride with uh captain cringe let's ride let's ride thursday night let's ride yeah let's do it all right next up i might fade russell the rest of the year like i said he, he had a fine game last game sure I mean, I guess there's a chance he has another fine game. Again, man, it's four games. Come on. Honestly, you know, I said this the other day when it was like there was like a five point when the Broncos had like five points a game. It's like maybe it was Russell the whole time. Remember the like weird, it was always be like weird Seahawks scores. Like, would you be blown away if this game goes to halftime six five? No. Some weird Russell, especially, especially two teams that are fucking. That, yeah, he somehow he he throws for thirty six yards, rushes for negative fourteen. There's a safety involved. Well, both teams are struggling to score, so it, it might definitely be a weird score. All right, your Giants are eight point dogs. I'm up first against the Packers. London's weird. I don't even know if it's in London. Playing in the UK, wherever they're playing, is weird. I like to take the underdog traditionally because I just don't know what to expect. And I'm going to do that again here. I'm going to take the underdog Giants. 
I'm also going to take the underdog Giants. Danny Dimes, uh, hurt. Tyrod Taylor, hurt. Uh, right now, we're looking at probably a hobbled Dimes playing. Um, it's going to be a disaster, but hopefully a low-scoring disaster. Hopefully, Danny Dimes can slowly trot into the end zone for another rushing touchdown, an homage to the first ever touchdown scored in London, a rushing touchdown by Eli Manning back in the day where he outran Jason Taylor. Uh, I'm also going, I just don't, I think it'll just be sloppy and weird and London gamey. And yeah, eight seems like a lot for that. Yeah. Our next game is the biggest spread of the week. Steelers at Bills, 14-point Bills faves. Kenny Pickett making his first career NFL start. Comes in as a huge underdog. Where's the game? It's in Buffalo. Mm. 14 points. This is me first? Yeah. I'm going to go with Buffalo. I like Kenny Pickett. I'm, a, I'm afraid of a backdoor picket here. But I think the Bills with a two outstanding performances to start the year, followed by their first L, followed by a bit of a sloppy performance, but with a nice comeback. Um, I think they get they write the ship. I think they put up a bunch of points. It's at home. Um, I do fear the picket back to recover. I like Kenny Pickett. I'll be interesting to see him. Uh, in this environment this week, see what he's really got. But um, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I just don't know how the Steelers can score points. Yeah. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I just I just don't think they're a good offensive team, whether it's Trubisky, Pickett, whoever. And the Bills can put up points in a hurry. The Bills are weird, though. Then they just won't put up points. Like They'll have a slow first half, and you're like, what happened? You have 10 points? But I think they're all over Pickett. I think it's it's just blowout city here. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Bills to win and cover. All right. Chargers at Browns. Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Chargers surprised me last week. They cover. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't know. There's injuries. I don't know. Herbert's status. It's obviously not easy to go west to east. But also, Jacoby's Briscoli making me want some pasta. I got some leftover pasta in the fridge. Briscoli. Two and a half point favorites. I'm going to ride with the Chargers. I don't like this one as much, but I'm going to ride with the Chargers to cover. I'm with you as well. I just think that if Herbert's playing and they're like, I just, I just feel like the Chargers know that they they've got to hang on they've got to win these games they've got to you know do the best job they possibly can to pace this chiefs team i think they need a win i i don't see them falling to 2 and 3 um i'm i'm going to go with the chargers okay bears at vikings this game what the time is this are... game <laughs> what's that what time is this game kirk One. cousins time 1 o'clock eastern yeah, so it's seven and a half, though. It's a big spread. Now, yeah. congrats to 
Justin Fields, he completed 10 passes last week. Fucking a new Justin Fields record. Career high. Completed 10 passes. Seven and a half is a big spread, though. It is. You go first, or is it me? It's me. Uh, it's you, I believe. I'm going to go. I, no, I, actually, it's me. I think you went charges. It's fine. Go ahead. I don't like it as much. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to take the Vikings uh, to win and cover. I just think the Bears can't score. Seven and a half is a lot. I hate that hook, but I'm going to do it. And probably you'll probably get that one because that's what I it's, ever, me. it's that it's that half, man. It's that half. Whatever I bet on Kirk Cousins, he lets me down. Yeah, it's that half point. Like just about every Vikings fan, I assume. All right. Grit City, Detroit Lions travel to New England, where they are three point dogs. I don't know who's playing quarterback for New England. Gave up a valiant effort with a third stringer last week. They took the Packers into overtime in Lambeau. This one's at home. The Patriots are three-point favorites. We have a call from a Michigan native concerning the Lions fans. I'm going to play that before we jump into this. Great. Yo, what's up, Dirty Sports? This is Hunter from Michigan. And right now, I feel like I'm the only reasonable football fan in all of Michigan. Tiger fan mags, listen, buddy, I love you. But I got to call you out a little bit. I went to a baseball game with Tiger fan Megs a uh, little b- over a couple days ago. And I had to sit there and listen to him talk about how the reason that the Lions are losing is because their entire receiving core is out. Their receiving core. <laughs> They're scoring 45 points a game. By Jared Goff. So, yeah, that, I mean, just, that just to me shows how delusional Lions fans are. And the only person who can throw – a breaking ball harder than Lions fans is Jameis one of one and probably Jacob DeGrom. Uh, and then speaking of Lions fans, uh, I am not a Lions fan. I'm actually a Denver Broncos fan. I've been a Denver Broncos fan my whole life. That's right. despite living in Michigan my whole life. And just looking at the state of the team right now, it kind of goes to show that what I was saying to people before the season started was right all along. My thing was, I don't think that the Broncos should have mortgaged their future to Russell Wilson even if he had shown up and played how everyone sort of expected him to play, because we're in a division yes. with Justin Herbert and, or sorry, yeah, shoot, I can't even remember the quarterback. I'm having a complete brain fart right now. But we're in a court, we're in a division with two elite quarterbacks, and our defense is good, but it's not like the defense that we had when Peyton Manning was a shell of himself playing. So I guess my thing was I don't see the Denver Broncos being that successful anyways. So why mortgage our future to a guy who has never been an elite quarterback? That's all I got to say. Peace. I agree with everything that is said in this call. First of all, the idea of being so insane to blame your receiving core for the Lions. You're scoring 40 points a game and you can't fucking win. I don't think your receivers are the issue. Well, yeah, like I said last episode, the Lions have given up the most points in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, And as far as this Bronco, realistic Broncos fans go, I 100% agree. Even if you had some sort of peak Russell Wilson, if you believed in that more than I did, if you believed, you know, Russell Wilson was once an elite quarterback and his team didn't matter, uh, even getting that guy, I said it. I uh, I said Russell Wilson goes from being the second best quarterback in his division to the third. Um, that was the tweet when he got traded. Um, like, I, yeah, I just think mortgaging your future 
right now when actually probably your better play if you're a Broncos is planning for the future, stockpiling, trying to capitalize on maybe some sort of uh, fall by the Chiefs and Chargers a few years from now when Herbert has to get the big contract and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, going all in on Russell right now seems crazy. Well, look, I mean, it, it, the money, I would not have given the money they gave him. And it's not the same defense for sure. But if he, you know, I disagree. Like, I think he was playing at an elite level for a few years. I, I think if, if, if the defense can play themselves at an elite level and he can play like a top 10 quarterback, top 12 quarterback. Yeah, sure. All you need is to pay your quarterback a third of a billion dollars and also find money to put together an elite defense should be fine. No, my point is I would not have given him that money. I just said that I'm saying if the defense plays, look, I still think they could be really good if the defense plays like a top 10 defense. Now that's to be determined. Right. Lions fans insanity is wild to me. Like the definition of a bad coach is one who consistently loses close games. The definition of a good coach is one who consistently wins close games. We all know how critical uh, I've been of Zach Taylor. Taylor. Dude, at the end of the day, they were winning close games last year. Like when they had to, I, I, I'm just saying like, I don't don't get the Dan Campbell defense at this point. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, we'll see. Let's make our picks. Who's who's playing quarterback for the the Patriots? I don't know. I think think it's fucking... Brian Hoyer? Or is it the other guy? I think it's Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. I think it's Billy Zabka. So, um, you, you know, let's let's see. Patriots quarterback. What is the spread on this game? The, the see, this is what I find interesting. The Patriots are still three point favorites, and I know they're three. at home. Three, not three and a half. Three, three. Okay. Looks like most likely Bailey Zap, Zappa. Yeah, Frank Zappa's kid. Yeah. Zappy? Bailey Zappy? He looks like he's 15. Zip, zap, zappy. He's taking the game reps. Abba Zappy. So this is it, Lions fans, right here. here, here, Yeah. You remember fucking half-bake? Abba Zappa. Yeah. Oh, I know. He gets outside on Friday. Freedom. Free. This is your, but don't you think this is the test? Abba Zappa. Right, Joe? Yeah. Like, I know you're playing in New England, but Lions fans, you have to win against a third string quarterback. Now, again, he gave it all last week against the Packers, and they almost won. They didn't. That's all that matters whether you win or lose. Like, if they lose this game, they fall a one and four. You ain't you ain't digging up from that hole. You're, you're not getting out of it from that. No now, way. The, the Lions are record is what right now? They're both one and three. 
Yeah. So somebody's going to one and four. Somebody's going to one and four. And I'll tell you what, based on history, it ain't going to be the New England Patriots. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to ride with the Lions, man. Dude, I can just see them losing like a one ball game to a third string quarterback. It's tough because it is. I could see it being a close game. I could see being a kick. I really don't. It, three seems crazy high. I agree. Um, but also, I'd want to bet on Belichick and not on Dan Campbell. I'm going Abba Zabba. You're going Abba Zabba. I'm going Abba Zabba. Wow. I don't. I uh, can. Can we look at where this line opened? I wonder how it's moved. Yeah, let's see. So the line opened. Patriots minus one. Wow, it's gone up. It's moved to New England. Yeah. All right, I'm doing it. I'm. I'm right. Hold on, first, and I'm also gonna. Come on, you got fucking forget it. I was gonna do a fucking abba zabba. You, my only friend, Ben. <laughs> Multiple half big references this show. Yeah. I wonder who originally, I wonder what comedian originally said Abba Zabba in the Boston Comedy Club. So you're riding with the Patriots. I am riding with the Patriots. I don't know why I'm doing this. Why am I riding with the Lions? I'm doing it. Dan Campbell, you're my only friend. (laughs) Dude, if they fall to one and four, like where, where does that take the Detroit Lions Reddit fans? I don't know, but I almost feel like if they next episode, Monday's episode, if they're one in four, I'm doing another Detroit Lions rant just for the people of Reddit. And then we're going to post it on the Reddit page. And I'm be like, you stupid fucks, you stupid fucks. Let's start this a month early. Boycott the fucking Thanksgiving game. You stupid, stupid fucks. You dumb bastards. What are we supposed to do? Not go to the games? Yeah, not go to the games, you dumb fucks. Like the Fords are just going to sell the team. Oh, my God. (laughs) Dude, I'm on the Lions Reddit. It's honestly, the Lions Reddit page is like like 30,000 Jameis one of ones. It is. No, that's actually the best way to describe it. So I'm scrolling down. Somebody made this post. This is this is what I'm talking, guys. It, dude, it comes to a point. I'm sorry. Again, take it from somebody who's lived and grew up in a city that has shitty sport. Like it comes to a point where you're just like you you can't. You're being you're mentally ill if you just think, oh, it's all peachy keen. It, you don't go to a restaurant that gives you bad service consistently bad, right? You don't. You don't just keep supporting him. This is the meme. You know the famous Drake meme where he's going, you know, like, and then the next sure. one he's he's happy. Yeah, yeah. This is the meme somebody posted where Drake's putting his hand up. It says, how to be a good fan. Shit on the Lions for having a losing record and terrible defense. The next one is the happy Drake pointing. Cheer on the Lions for having a great rebuild year and fun games to watch. This isn't a dude. You're one and three. That's not a rebuild. Like, what is wrong with you? You're right. Lions fans are Jameis one of one. They all are. 
You're you're all a bunch of Jameis one on ones. I can't wait for the book. Why the 2022 Detroit Lions should have won? Are the one of the, are, are one of the great teams of all time. Because they're losing every game by two to three points. Written by redacted. I mean, hey, Lions fans, are we planning to launch the Goff Pro Bowl electoral campaign? Because right now, Jared Goff is third in the NFL in passing yards. And here's the irony of that. Guess who's fourth in the NFL in passing yards? Matt Ryan. So maybe that stat doesn't mean shit. I mean, the- how, long, how long have I been saying that, Andy? Is that, is that not one of the Joe Prano sports staples? I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm sorry. I'm getting lost in this. This is just, this is, this is not something you want to get lost in for the record. No. This, Lions this, read it. Dude, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's like I'm buried underneath a million empty little Caesars boxes. Like that's the Lions fans. You're buried underneath all these little empty little Caesars boxes and you're trying to find your way out, but you just can't do it for just year after year. And for the record, I don't think I've mentioned this. I think it's hilarious. Has anybody talked about this? The fact that the NFL or Little Caesars, it's probably Little Caesars, is using Matthew Stafford as the guy on the Little Caesars commercials. Yeah. In a Rams jersey. That they're the official sponsor, the official pizza of the NFL this year's Little Caesars. And they use the guy who left Detroit to promote their most famous pizza. Yeah. After he won a Super Bowl. I think that is absolutely hilarious. Uh, what I love best about the Little Caesars Detroit NFL connection is, you know, the my favorite thing, and we've talked about it many times this show, the show is me being blown away by the idea of five dollars hot and ready. Sure. Literally the only word you can't use to describe the Detroit Lions on any given Sunday is ready. They're just not ready. <laughs> $5 hot and not ready is the Detroit Lions. No, especially not their defense. Yeah. Defense, defense. That's funny. So you're going to ride with the Patriots. I'm actually riding with the Lions. Bailey Zabby, you're my only friend. All right, let's move on. Let's get through these picks. Seahawks at the Saints. I don't who's playing quarterback for the Saints. It's gotta be Dalton. It's gotta be. It's Seahawks. Gotta be Dalton. The Saints are five point favorites. Let's see. Let's see who's starting. Come on. All signs, this, all signs point to Andy Dalton being the starting quarterback. Am I missing something newer? Should have prepped this ahead of time. My apologies. The Saints had five players sit out Wednesday's practice, including starting quarterback Jameis Winston. So let's just assume Andy Dalton starting. I'm picking the, the Saints to win this game and cover with Andy Dalton. I'm doing the reverse of last week. Andy Dalton win and cover. Jameis Winston lose and not cover. 
Okay. Money, Joey, no chill. Money line pick of the week is the Seattle Seahawks if Jameis Winston starts. By the way, uh, I sent it to CT. I almost included you on it, but I didn't want to set you off. Uh, article from the your favorite, The Athletic, last week, talking about how Geno Smith should be an outside shot for MVP right now. I said, oh, man, Geno Smith going to get more MVP votes in one season with the Seahawks the than fuck. Russell did in Shut 10 years. Shut the fuck up. You guys are he all just, delusional. Four he, weeks. Four weeks. Like Jeff McNeil, if he gets one MVP vote this year, he he beats Russell Wilson one to zero. Four. Four weeks. Get out of here with all that. That's 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 ridiculous is what that is. How many of the Take jars? Take it up with the athletic. Not me. Take it yeah. up with the athletic. Yeah, they're, I'm unsubscribing. They're ridiculous. I'm done. I'm done paying for that. That's absurd. Okay, I'm going to go with Seattle though. With all that being said, even with dog, you like the, you like you like Seattle to play it close. I like them to play it close. Yeah, I like it. You're so you're riding with Geno Smith. You're riding with MVP candidate Geno Smith. Although, although part saying. of me just thinks he's going to like the Saints have a defense. He's just going to no ride with your boy. All right, I'll ride with the uh, I'll ride with the Seahawks. I'll do it. A lot of different picks. A lot of picks I don't like this week. Okay, Miami at New York. I don't know if weekend at Tua is going to show up. I think we got Teddy Bridgewater. The Dolphins are three and a half point favorites. Ooh. You st- you you. I'll, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. I'm gonna ride the Jets, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Dolphins. I don't like the half-point hook, but Teddy Bridgewater and the – like, Teddy Bridgewater is probably still better than Zach Wilson. The the, the Dolphins are better than the Jets. I'm going to do it. I'm going to ride the Dolphins. I think I think the CTE gate's going to come back to haunt them this week. Yeah. All right. Atlanta at Tampa. Wow. This I just don't get this spread. I don't get it, Joe. The – the Bucks are nine and a half point. Favorite. Both teams are two and two. Yeah. I think we're both going to agree on this. We're going with the Falcons who are yeah. four and oh, four and oh against the spread this year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's ride. Marcus Mariota train. Let's ride. All right. Texans against the Jags. No, I skipped one. Sorry. Tennessee at Washington. Tennessee's a point and a half favorite. I'll go first. A point and a half. It's in Washington. I don't care. DC or uh, yeah, it's in DC. Titans winning cover. I think Washington might be the worst team in football. Washington yeah. or the Bears. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tennessee wins and covers. They're turning their season around. I agree. Houston at Jacksonville. Jags are seven point favorites. Texans haven't won a game yet. Texans haven't won a game yet. And yet are better than the Bears and the Commanders. I agree. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go with a uh, uh, bounce back game for Trevor Lawrence after four fumbles. I'm going to keep doing it. And then they're burning me. I'm going to ride the Texans again, man. We got a lot of different picks this week. Good. Texans 
cover. All right, San Francisco at Carolina. Is this Baker Mayfield's last game? Like, he's so bad. He's yeah. just bad. Niners are six and a half point favorites on the road. Niners defense is just so good. I'm actually going to take them to win and cover. I'm going to take the Panthers to cover. Uh, the The Niners just like a little too inconsistent for me. Um, I'm going to take, I don't like this. I agree with you. I mean, I, the, the Niners looked so good, um, against the Rams well, just defensively, but you know, it's, it's almost like, <clears throat> here's what I'm going to, here's what I'm going to say about Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. I'd rather when I'm playing poker, I definitely don't want to play a elite poker player. But I'd rather play a middle-of-the-road poker player than just like a total donkey who's going to fucking chase everything and get lucky. I think that's Baker Mayfield. I think he's a total donkey. I think they'd be... I think the Niners' defense knows how to handle a Matt Stafford right now. They don't know how to handle a guy who's throwing the ball to the wrong receiver. They're like, wait, why would you throw it to him? We were fucking... No! This He's like, because I'm crazy. I'm feeling dangerous. Also, yeah. I don't know, also, I don't know any better. Um, so I'm going with the Panthers to cover. Man, I like really, the Niners to win. You're them. you're helping the argument for me not to pick the Niners, but I'll stick with the Niners. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. I'll stick with the Niners. All right, Cowboys, Rams in LA. The Rams are five and a half point favorites. Uh, you I'm want gonna, me to go first? Yeah, I mean, I already know who I'm taking. I'm going to take the Rams to win and cover. Uh, I think the the Cooper Rush Cinderella story runs dry. I think the Rams have to have a bounce back game after a you know tough tough loss. They're two and two. Um, I I think the Rams win by a touchdown. I think the Cowboys win and cover. No, I'm sorry, not, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, oh. sorry. Cover, cover. Okay. I think it's a close game. I think the Cowboys cover. All right, Philly at Arizona. Eagles are five-point favorites. We got a call about the Eagles. Eagles fan calling in to uh, say we are uh, haters, un- underestimating how good they are. Okay. Dirty Sports, what's going on? This is actually former South Bend Dirtball, now Raleigh, North Carolina Dirtball, Austin. Uh, driving uh, on my way to work this morning, and I wanted to give you guys my thoughts on this Eagles team. Uh, I honestly don't quite understand uh, where all the hate comes from and why you guys don't trust this Eagles team. I I honestly think this is one of the most stacked teams in the NFL uh, from top to bottom. Uh, You guys are the kings of believing in teams that have rookie quarterbacks on – or not rookie quarterbacks, rookie contracts, and sacking teams around it. Uh, Their secondary is stacked. Their D-line is stacked. They have a great receiving core with A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith. I think your only question mark with this team and why you refuse to trust them is Jalen Hurts. Um, I think he definitely has the poise and the, the talent to lead this team to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that they can go to the Super Bowl or that they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I definitely think it's time to talk about them being contenders. 
Uh, I'm willing to put out a bet to you guys um, that the Eagles win a playoff game this year. The goal last year was just to build on something and make the playoffs. I think this year they're winning the playoff game. Uh, Joe, you know I'm good for it. I've sent you Venmos in the past, and we actually did a cameo not too long ago. So let me know what you guys think. I'm willing to put a bet down with you guys. Eagles win a playoff game. I think they're better than what you guys are giving them credit for. Let me know. Condoms are for the Dallas Cowboys, always. Well, let me talk. Let's let's start from the beginning of that. I don't even necessarily think I'm underestimated. Like, the Eagles have beaten the Lions, the Vikings on a Monday night, which we all know how that goes, the Commanders, and the Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars' performance is probably their best game, in my opinion. 29-21, they get to Trevor Lawrence a lot, but they were, do- you know, Trevor Lawrence, four fumbles. Um Definitely a, a, a good performance. The best one I've seen in terms of showing me that they're for real. I think the Eagles are one of the better teams in the NFC, no doubt about it. Um, do I think they're actually Super Bowl winning contenders? No, because I think if you even look at, I think I believe Vegas has two or three teams. I mean, it definitely has Buffalo and Kansas City above them in terms of Super Bowl odds right now. Um, I just don't think that the NFC is, is as good as the AFC. Uh, that being said, the Eagles have a great, easy schedule, and I could see the Eagles winning a lot of games this year. And I think the Eagles are obviously a playoff team. I actually think the chances of them not winning a playoff game might be because they get a bye. Um, if the Eagles don't get a bye, I agree. I think the Eagles win a first-round playoff game. Uh, my fear, if I were betting, if I was somebody that was wanting to bet on the Eagles to win a playoff game was buys don't count. And I think that they'll have a tougher matchup in a second round game than they would have if they had a first round. That being said, um, I am I am the king of uh, believing, of building around a quarterback on a rookie deal. I also think that stacking a team when you have an elite quarterback on a rookie deal and trying to win within that window is smart. I don't think Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback. Um, So, you know, that doesn't, the the Eagles obviously believe in him. And so the Eagles have done just that. And it's paid off to the tune of the Eagles being 4-0. So basically to answer your call, I have no interest in betting against the Eagles winning a single playoff game. Um, but I'm happy to bet on the Eagles not winning the Super Bowl. I'm happy to bet on the Eagles not getting to the Super Bowl. Um, so if you want to, you know, slide into my DMs or whatever, we can make those bets. I just think the NFC is pretty weak this year. So betting against a team, any sort of competent NFC team winning a playoff game seems dumb to me. Um, and that being said, they've got the Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts before they play the Packers. And they could be 10 and 0 or whatever that is, but I have a feeling they lose one of the games in there. And honestly, going to the Cardinals uh, this weekend for a late game in Arizona doesn't seem like it should be a test, but I kind of think it might be. Yeah, I think a lot of what you said, I agree with. I'm not fully buying into Jalen Hurts yet. I have nothing against Jalen Hurts. He faced some adversity from what happened in college and then he had to transfer after being benched. I hope he does great. 
I just, you don't know. My thing when it comes to playoffs is guys, we know, like, I know what I'm going to get from a lot of these quarterbacks, whether it's a Aaron Rodgers or a Jimmy Garoppolo. I think I know what I'm going to get from these guys. Come on. I have no clue. Jalen Hurts might ball out. He might shit the bed. Playoff football is completely different than regular season. It's completely different. Lamar Jackson's won one playoff game. So I think about those things when we discuss playoffs and going far, and that's the only thing I consider. They have a good team. They have a really, really, really good team. And I agree with the caller. They have stacked the right positions. I don't believe in Jalen Hurts yet. He has to show me that. Do you think that the Eagles make it to the Packers game undefeated? No. Do you think the Eagles lose more than one game between now and the Packers game? I think there's a good chance. I think this is a big trap game. Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts. I'd be surprised if they had two losses. I think this week is a big trap week. I think this is a big trap week. I think Steelers game is a big trap week in a couple weeks. And I think Colts on the road is a big trap game for them in a couple weeks. Yeah, so there's a bunch. I, I agree with you too. I like I don't I don't want to make that bet. Yeah, you know, fuck it. I'll make that bet. DM me. Ooh. DM me. Now let me ask you something. If you make that bet. Because I agree with you, Joe. They're gonna if end you up. Make that bet, are seed. you rooting for them to get a buy then? Yes. You prefer that? Yes. Because you think they have the ability to beat a team that's not correct. Ooh, I like it. I Correct. like it. And then you're, I, you're, you're, if I didn't have money spread all over fucking, you know, the map right now with dirt balls, even though I said I was never betting ever again, I'd hop in on you. I like it. Third, you know, we'll do, we'll do a, do a small bet, $25, $50 bet, whatever. That's cool. You know, I'm going to get some money back from the Lions. <laughs> from the Lions not winning nine games. Yeah. DM me. We'll, we'll set it up. And with so that here being, you go. Trap game. Eagles, five-point favorites in Arizona. I'm taking the Cardinals to cover. Me too. Because we hate the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Yada, yada, yada. We both take the Cardinals. <laughs> All right. Lions are not Lions. Ravens, I mean. Bengals, Sunday night football in Baltimore. Ravens are three-point favorites, so they're saying it's a, it's a push on a neutral field. Is Randy is Randy in the in the comments right now? No, I didn't see him. I don't know. Listen, I love our boy Randy Ruther. I think I've made that clear, despite the fact that he's now got a propaganda campaign against me, calling me the backstabber. You know, I am the I am the Vince McMahon of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Like I was actually trying to inflate Randy Ruther's, you know, uh, character. By just like calling him out. I basically called him he who shall not be named. And now he's all turned 2-0 since I called him out. Blah, 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 blah. But what I want to know from Randy, and maybe he'll have to tweet us on Twitter, is uh, what what does Randy even want me to do here? Like in this, if, if I'm sitting here going, I'm not really sure how I'm going to play this game. Does Randy want me to pick with him? Does he want me to pick against him? I don't know. Well, look, the Bengals put up 41 twice last year. They blew them out both games. 
I mean, I mean, it was an offensive explosion, both games. I think the revenge factor is real for the Ravens. The Ravens D is sus for sure, but the Bengals offense has been, eh. you know, last week they opened up great as far as the play calling. And then they go back to this hand the damn ball off to Joe Mixon between the tackles, which it's not working. And I understand you got to play call around a offensive line. It can be shaky. I think the Ravens win this game. Wow. Okay. But it's three points. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I think three points. I can see this being a very good. You have two great kickers, right? Like the kicking game really matters here. You have two guys who are pretty much money through 55 yards. Yep. Okay, I'll say Ravens win and cover. I think it's, but this game could go either way. I think this game is a close game. I just really think it's going to be real close. You know, I'm going to say Bengals cover. I'm going to say Ravens win, Bengals cover. Let's go. I'm going Ravens win and cover for Randy because I think that's what he wants me to do. Okay. For Randy. Now, I believe in Joe Burrow more than I believe in Lamar Jackson. I think Joe Burrow is obviously, and this goes without saying, the future of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they should give Joe Burrow the money. I'm racist. Uh, no, I'm not. I just don't like quarterbacks who run. It doesn't make me feel good that Joe Burrow doesn't remember games from his career already. That's a factor as well. Uh, but, I mean, you've already been to the Super Bowl. That being said, I'm going to take the Ravens in this game because they're home. Yeah. And it's in prime time. It would be a good game. Like, I'd be shocked if this wasn't a good game. You're welcome, Randy. And hopefully the Mets have already secured their series, so I'm watching this game. Otherwise, I won't watch a second of it because there's no last button. <laughs> All right, our final game, Monday Night Football. The Raiders travel to Kansas City. Chiefs are seven-point favorites. I'm taking Easy. Cheesy for me. I'm taking yeah. the Raiders to cover. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I, I think the Chiefs are one of. I think the Chiefs might be the best team in the AFC. Uh, I know everybody's on the Bills hard. I can't believe you know how much value I was able to get on Patrick Mahomes preseason MVP. Um, you know, pick like we it were a year, or two years, whatever removed from being like. Eight-time Super Bowl winner, 14-time league MVP, Patrick Mahomes. There, no one's ever going to beat him. And now everybody's sort of, you know, just like, oh, well, the Bills are really good. What about the Dolphins and Tua? Ooh, look at Jalen Hurts. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes is out here still playing video games. That being said, backdoor car. Uh, I just think the it's Monday Night Football. It's two AFC West teams. Uh, I think it's going to be somewhat close probably a 10 point game turns into a fucking you know three point a seven point game at the end whatever i'm going back to our car i'm gonna ride the chiefs to win and cover got it all right week five in the books follow us on twitter and instagram and tiktok at the dirty sports i'm at andy ruther slide into my dms whoever made that call
Let's make this Eagles bet official. I'm at Joe Prano on all social media, specifically Instagram and TikTok. And also uh, there's a Joe Prano comedy Facebook page. We've been putting up some stand-up clips over there. And uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, JoePrano.com for shows. I've got some shows in and around L.A. the next few weeks. And also uh, Sunday, October 16th in South Lake Tahoe at McDuff's Pub, we are doing a charity show for the Boys and Girls Club of South Lake Tahoe. We will be doing um, we'll be playing in the Edgewood uh, Boys and Girls Club tournament that day. And then we'll be going over to McDuff's that night. Uh, It is all former hosts and guests of the show. Myself, Dirty Slides co-host Andy Laz Lazarus, uh, former guest of the show, uh, Dennis Gubbins. And then, of course, uh, everybody's favorite three emoji name, Pizza Astaro. Uh, four dudes doing some charity stand up. If you're in the Nevada area or the Sierras or the Lake Tahoe area, come out and see the show. McDuff's Pub Tahoe on Instagram. Uh, follow them just generally, and then also go there and see if you can't get yourself some charity tickets. Right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>